All right, all right, everybody. This is your boy DJ Cyclops here with Higgs Cartel Radio. And on this lovely evening, we have the wonderful, amazing, talented Miss Tiffany J in the building with us tonight. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What's up, everybody? I am Miss Tiffany J. I've been doing music for a significant amount of time. I feel like I'm a veteran in the game. Um, even though many people are still finding out about me, I'm just happy to be here. And I'm glad to have met you in person because um, a lot of people, their names get thrown around around the fleet DJ. So I'm glad to have met you in person. We've established a rapport and yeah. Yes, yes. Because I missed you at the Big Fleet Conference, but when we came mm. to Dallas, I was like, okay, I'm going to make sure I meet her and everybody else from the 646 group. Right, right. Yeah, so it, it was cool. It was cool. I, I love all your energy and everything. So we're going to dive right into it. And like I told you before, we're going to dig deep inside the life of Tiffany J. That's okay. So tell me, how did you get to this point? What was your journey like growing up? Was your um motivation always to do in being in the entertainment industry how was that growing up I feel like music was something that came or singing I would say is something that came natural and so it wasn't necessarily a thought of this is what I want to do it was just something that I just did and then when I realized after looking at let's say boys to men Mariah Carey Brandy Monica and them and Whitney I was like if they can do it it should be simple right but getting into the industry is just as difficult or in the same caliber as like trying to be in the pros as far as for football or basketball, baseball. So not really recognizing that until of age 16, I got an opportunity to go to a major label and the feedback was personality. Um, Today you would say, oh my gosh, she's got like the total package, but it has taken time to get to this point. So I've learned and from that feedback which it was kind of like a personal blow I felt like because of how I grew up and it wasn't something that I could necessarily control I took that as my mission and every single everything that I encountered was so that whenever I was placed in front of an A&R or anybody again they would not tell me at least that the personality is off so that's what I had been working on um, ever since so music is um, it's easy and it's difficult. I think the music part sometimes is the easy part, but the business of the music is what's, uh, what's trying and what a lot of people find that, um, if you don't have your business in order, you can always drop a song and it can, you know, go viral. But if your business isn't in order, you're not able to actually see the residuals like you want. Okay. Okay. So I know, like you said, getting into the music industry is almost like a pros. And I think, you know, like shows like making a band and mm-hmm. the rap game showed like the ins and outs behind the scenes of trying to make it in this industry. So I know you said you went to, a, you had the opportunity to sign with a major label at 16. So mm-hmm. do you feel like that was, a opportunity, like you said, an opportunity for you to grow into what you are today? Or was it like, okay, like you said, a blow to, because some people would be like, okay, maybe this is not for me. 
and well, some- yeah right i thought that i think initially i thought that in the anr her name was michelle i believe and she was saying you know maybe go to college for a year you know come back whatever whatever and i kind of had one of those come to jesus moments and i was thinking like oh i was just so upset with myself and i just felt like god was saying you can still sing she didn't tell you that you can't sing so sing that's what you'll do go to school and then we'll continue um I felt like it was a just more so an attack on my personality because I didn't know how to how like how to be what they were asking me to be I didn't know what that looked like and of course when you're 16 same thing like when Justin Bieber came into the game like he got a lot of you know like everybody was coming for him but it's it's just like anything else with a job they expect you to just about know everything and you're still a child you don't fully develop or mature till you're about like 25 years old you know so I took time to develop, grow. I got another chance in 2018, which was a few years ago. Um, we went to Atlantic and everything was perfect except the marketing, right? And so I went back to the drawing board and I'm trying to figure out what is it that I need to do. I went and took some makeup classes, got some choreo classes. That's where Work For It came from. Um, the song that everybody loves, I was like my debut as Tiffany J. So we revamped myself as far as branding is concerned. And then I believe we linked up with Jay from Hype Magazine. And then we stumbled upon one of the calls, the fleet DJ calls. And that's how I ran into T-Quest. And then I've been linking up with her, going to like the little teen conferences and showing up here and there to the Zooms because that's when, you know, uh, the coronavirus, you know, just started. So we weren't yeah. able to link up. Right. And then all the way up, I think it was about like maybe two years, all the way up until July the 9th of last year when they had the conference. And that's when we actually met everybody in person. So that was great. It was good to have connected with just one person. It's so interesting when you keep that one relationship and how it opens up to everyone else. So I believe I don't take it as a blow as 16. Um, Neil and I, you know, Neil, who's, you know, over six for six entertainment. I talked to him and I was like, you know, if you don't want to work with me anymore, it's cool. I understand. And he was like, no, it's an investment. And nobody does that. You know what I mean? So I said, okay, I'm going to take some time to dig deep into myself, make sure that I stick with this guy and we're going to learn, we're going to grow and we're going to be better every single step of the way. I take it that each year that I'm in this industry, each year that I'm alive, the goal is to be better than the year before. And I can definitely attest that every year is better. Um, there are different things that we work on. We may put out different songs. We may tweak a few things, personality-wise, branding-wise, video-wise. I may meet new people. Uh, but each year is definitely like fleet DJs. Like, come on, this is a whole coalition of people across the planet that I never even knew existed. And so we have these connections. It's, it's just every every day, every year is, is a growth. It's a journey. So I'm, I'm definitely thankful for it. Nice, nice. So I want I, I want to go back to I know you said you started at sixteen. I did. Um, you know how the I would say the the actors and actresses starting young they feel that pressure and it's it's stressed and you know then growing up it, it's even harder. Did you have to go through that as a in the music um, growing up? It is a constant, 
I'm going through that. I went through it then and I'm still going through it now. I have my therapy session on Friday and we're going to be talking about this. So um, like as a young adult, a kid, um, I was going to church at least three times out the week. I, I was in international baccalaureate, baccalaureate programs or um, classes and AP classes So I'm getting up, going, getting up at five, getting to school by seven, you know, having my extracurricular, whether it's track, marching band, gospel choir, staying until five o'clock. My mom's picking me up. We go to church, come back home, dishes, homework, you know, trying to sleep, then basically getting right back up at 5 a.m. I'm riding the bus reading on the way, you know, not finishing homework up basically until it's time to turn it in. So that type of multitasking, I've been doing that constantly. Um, I mastered it in college. And now it's not necessarily about, because some people they call, oh, it's a simple, like a BS, you know, to comply with whatever it is that is necessary. Right now it's about like really pacing yourself and managing. I was talking to my podcast a while back and I was saying how I'm used to, if I do things at the last minute, I'm used to going a hundred miles an hour. But as you get older and the longer that you live, you can't continuously go hundred miles an hour. You're going to burn your car out if you push the gas like that quicker, you know, versus just being on cruise control. And so if you pace yourself, you can at least see, okay, there's a gas station. There's somewhere where I can replenish. There's somewhere where I can sit, speak to somebody, um, take a pit stop, um, get something to eat. You know what I mean? Those type of things. So that's what I'm learning now. Um, I need to sit and create like a structure for myself which is what I had, which is what I, what I had back then and what I appreciated. I don't have that now. When you're in school, you have a curriculum and you know what you're supposed to do. As an adult, you kind of create your own. And so if you have your nine to five job that you go to, that's kind of like the only thing that's really holding me accountable. Music, like nobody's making me do it, but me. I mean, Neil is there, but it's still my career. You know what I mean? So it's, it's up to me to show up here on time for the Zoom. It's up to me to say, okay, I want to invest um, into my music and, and handle my social media and stuff like that. So what I want to do going into 2022 is I want to create a structure for myself. It's, mainly, it's for me, like personal, so that I can really stay on top of the game and I can pace myself um, and be even better than I was in the past. Okay, okay. Um so I know with excuse my voice. Uh, <laughs> so with um like you said, going hundred miles an hour. Right. Where do you say, okay, we're gonna stop. We're going to we're going to plan everything out. Um because I know uh, we talked. I know. <laughs> All throughout the day, and you trying to figure out when do you sleep? (laughs) Yes, yes. So when do you say, okay, this is it. This is where I'm going to stop. This is where I'm going to take care of myself and do stuff like that. I believe, like, I know my work schedule, let's say three weeks in advance, right? And so as long as I have that, I can kind of plan everything. I can put it in. But what has really been a game changer is when I had my surgery last year, I really had to listen like to my body. And so when you're talking about when do you do that? Yesterday, had a DM meeting. Um, I was overwhelmed. And I told my store manager, 
because I, I I think I had texted you and you were asking me, you know, do you want to talk on the phone? And I was just like, I'm overwhelmed. It's just basically acknowledging and not neglecting yourself. I think that's really what it is. I used to neglect myself all the time. Simple things like getting something to drink, go to the bathroom, getting food. So it's basically paying attention to your basic needs so that you can function and be for other people. I think that's really what it is for me. That's the difference, which I wasn't doing before. So doing that and integrating that into your schedule and just shutting it down, like it doesn't matter what's going on. You need to shut it down and let the people around you know, look, I'm doing this, I'll be back at this time, or I really need to regroup. Do you mind? Is that okay? And if they don't, then they, like, if they don't, they don't care, they don't really care about you. And that's a problem Then you need to reevaluate your circle. So I'm still trying to figure out when let's say like tomorrow I work a half day I'll definitely be breaking it down and resting the times where you don't see me online that's when I'm recharging and I'm pulling back into myself if if that you know answers your question when I'm up I'm up and I try to make it a point that I respond when I'm in a good place do you know what I mean because it's it's not healthy to I guess be frustrated and aggravated and then I th- I'm sure you could sense the energy that's coming through the text or, you know, so I make sure if I'm not in a good space, then I don't need to be speaking to anyone until I'm where I need to be. And, you know, it's so weird that you say that because I had a conversation with my cousin probably like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's not that I'm ignoring your phone calls. <laughs> it's just I have to be mentally ready to exactly. talk, you know, because. Mm-hmm. If you're not mentally ready to talk, you don't know what's going to happen. So, you know, it's just, um, and like I told you earlier, I said, a normal person would be like, okay, hey, but we're not normal. We're not. I have a friend. She goes to bed by nine (laughs) o'clock, like when the sun goes down and I'm like, yo, I'm just now leaving such and such and I'm about to go do this and do this. And so I was just like, we just live two different lives and I just have to accept that. Like, it's okay. So it's good to meet people like you to know that I'm not in this by myself. I'm not crazy <laughs> doing what I'm doing, <laughs> being up at all hours of the day, at the night, as long as I get my rest in. Now you're going to be mad. I got to get my charger. That was the one thing I didn't do. My, my computer's on 29%. So yeah, yeah. Be, be talking. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. All right. So, yeah, it, it, you know, um, it's just, you know, me growing up, growing up doing music as well you know I see the part of okay we gotta stay up all these hours putting in this work and you know you are neglecting yourself from food uh you know the everyday necessities because you're like okay this is my dream this is what I want to do this is how I want to do it and this is my time frame of doing it to where it's like okay now you're like, I, get, I ain't going to say my age, but the age that I'm at now, uh, you know, I'm like, okay, it's time for, you know, to kind of relax and let the course play itself. So that's where, you know, I'm at. And I feel like that's where you're at right now as well. Um, so let's talk about Tiffany J, the non-artist. The, the non-artists Let, let's dig deep into that like what's what's going on with tiffany jake a non-artist 
I wonder what that consists of because I feel like every single component of who I am is the artist. Like even at my job, that doesn't, you know, it's not consistent of work. Is I'm still like artsy at work. Mm, maybe it's things that people don't know about me artistically, perhaps, yes. or yes. Um, when I'm not singing, dancing, uh, doing podcast stuff or artwork, I really enjoy my personal time. And um, that's just kind of sitting with my dog or just sitting by myself. I just posted a thing about creators need to basically sit and do nothing. And just being still, watching some of my favorite shows, just a nostalgic kind of thing. That's really it, just sitting um, when it gets warmer out. I love like eating outside, going to the park, walking, those type of things, riding my bike. just, just enjoying the, the essence of, you know, life. Gotcha. Shouts out to Coco. What? Yes. Shouts out to Coco. Like if y'all, if you're not following Tiffany J on Instagram or Facebook, Coco is like a star on social media. She's everything. And so I don't know if you guys can see, I had to show it to you. Um, I'll show, I'll send you a picture but it is a picture of her on here and it has her name on it. So I made sure I got that. I think with that, I feel complete. And whenever she does pass, cause she's a 12 year old um, senior dog, if you guys don't know, and she has a heart murmur for at least for the last five years, she's on medicine. She's also got this abscess or fluid buildup going on in her stomach right now. I don't know. Um, so right now, I mean, she's pretty upbeat. She's very aware of everything that's going on. And um, I was originally going to schedule a euthanasia on the 27th of December, two days after Christmas. And it just kind of didn't sit well with me. Um, It just didn't make sense. And this was before I went down to Texas the second time, right? And so I just canceled the appointment because I was just like, I feel like I'm killing her when she could just be living just to live. I don't think she's ready to die yet. You know, it'd be different if she couldn't walk or whatever, but she's still eating she still has life left so it's not time and i think it'll be too soon so i could yeah coco is living her best life right now yeah Yeah, she is on my bed and everything (laughs) (laughs) so um okay so let's talk about the podcasts you know yeah let's talk about let's dig into the podcast tell everybody what your podcast is about um it's called 10 Minutes with Tiffany J. It's confident, vibrant, and quirky. I'll say this is 10 Minutes with Tiffany J. Um, featuring the inside scoop of her mind, inside thoughts and opinions, the day in the life of an upcoming artist, a nine to five, and um, how I juggle the world around me. That's basically what it's about. And it's just, you might hear me in my car. You might hear me talking about, um, hey guys, just smile. Whatever it is that you got to do, just make sure that you smile through everything. No one can tell what you're thinking if you smile, like things like that. Whatever you would put in a blog, it's probably the verbal interaction that you would hear. So if you need something positive, it's just a 10 minute you know, session that you and I are having. If you're a fan of me and if you want to know what I'm thinking sometimes, like I have people that don't live here in Charlotte anymore that I've connected with. Got a friend that I've known plus 10 years. She's in Saudi Arabia. Um, I've got people that I've worked with that live in California that are in Australia. So like when I want to talk to my friends, but I can't like grab everybody on the phone or send a text out, it's kind of like that conversation that I would love to have 
with them, but I would do it through my podcast and anybody else that's willing to listen, you know? So that's kind of what I use it for. I also use it as a form of therapy to get my thoughts out and it makes me feel better. Like if I don't have certain people to talk to, I'll just use that and just get it out, get out into the atmosphere. And then I may listen to it again to make sure I'm like, okay, what did you say the last time? Make sure that you're listening to what you said so that you can be a better person. So, yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Cause some of the, I, I listen to some of the podcasts and, you know, they're very motivational. Thank you. But they're very motivational. But then I listened to the one from Texas Fleet Week. It was, it was some good stuff. It was, some, it was hilarious. Did yes, you hear us in the car? Yes. It was. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was, okay. <laughs> so those, the podcast also is, it's like, cause I, I still haven't done the one from the second uh, week in Texas. So the podcast also is about motivational things, but it's about the journey. And I want to take you with me. Right. So if you weren't there, or if you're like, oh my gosh, what happens when Tiffany gets off the stage? What is she thinking? Like, I want to be able to share those high moments, those low moments. And so we were in the car, just having a blast and I was just like, this is a great inside moment. If you don't know who these other artists are, Lil Bay, FR Shouty, Lolo, uh, Snatch the Snail, Matt, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't know who these people are, you can have an inside, like you were in the car with us, just cackling and having a good time. So I thought that was just a precious moment. And when I'm down, I go back to that episode and I listen to it and I just laugh. <laughs> it's, so, it's so hilarious. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I was like, <laughs> and I was upset because I want more. Right. I know and I it's so and that's the thing a lot of times it's hard to be an artist and you're kind of like on both sides of the camera so I hope and pray that I eventually can have like a personal assistant that can also document my life because I don't want to um, be so ingrained into putting it on social media that I actually forget to live in the moment you know what I mean yeah. so a lot of those happens like just in the moment stuff. And so I think this year I'm going to try to figure out how to like weave those together and um, be able to showcase it more. So you can feel like you're there. And then of course, private moments are to myself, but then whatever I want to share is what I want to share. So I will try my best to, to give you more. Um, what are your, th- I'm got a question for you. So what are your thoughts on I guess outside looking in because we haven't been able to really talk about it like what are your thoughts just outside looking in just taking a listen to see what is she talking about what is this like what do you what's your feel your take on it um so when I first well my first episode I heard was Texas Week so um I was like okay this is cool like I like how she's it's like basically the the day in the life of Tiffany J that's how I looked at it you know and then, like you said, it is some of the motivational podcasts is on there as well. So, you know, you know, you have some podcasts is just one strict groove way they do right. it. And then you have some podcasts is just everywhere. But I feel like you're not everywhere, but you're not one strict way. You're like in between to where it's like you get kind of both. You get everyday life. But mm-hmm. you still get it motivational like you need. Because like you said, you never know what people are going through. Right. And I'm just going to say your energy in person is phenomenal. Like it, you have got great energy. Thank you. 
And, you know, with the podcast, you're sharing that energy with others. Like you say, that can't be always around. Exactly. Some people might need that. Like you never, like I said, you never know what people are going through because they don't speak, you know, for us, especially our age, I ain't going to say our age, but our age, we don't, we don't speak on stuff, you know? Um, So just listening to somebody that's going through something else and uplifting them at the same time is very beneficial. You know, um, I know, like you said, you have, you know, therapy sessions, like Mm -hmm. some people don't believe in going to therapy, you know, like uh, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Um, um, That's a great sounding board. It is. It is. And then I'll say for myself, you know, I, I've gone through therapy and I just feel like my therapy comes from what I'm doing right now. Okay. Is, you know, the, the music, the, the DJ, the, the interviews, that's my therapy because I could relax. I don't have to stress about anything. This is my domain. You know, and, you know, especially like with uh, my music, that's basically me writing down all my feelings. That's I'm just all. getting it out. Exactly. Some songs I don't release because I don't want the world to know. But um, like I said, it, it, you never know what you're going through. Well, another person's going through. So just by your podcast, is benefit benefiting others, and that's why I asked you. I say, hey, do you want your podcast on the station? Yeah, because yeah. you, you never know. You never know who's listening. Exactly, that one person. I think it also when you asked me what does Tiffany J do when she's not like Tiffany J, like that's my podcast and my art. Um, outside of music there's a well in music sorry there's a structure right there's a way that you should do things and there's a way that you should do anything but I think my podcast I can take that wherever I want to take it just like I can take my notebook or a journal you know and just have it in my bag and just take it out whenever I feel like you were talking about with the therapy and if I just want to like just disappear and go somewhere else I can do that I can draw some draw something a two minute sketch a five minute sketch and just go really really deep into that if I have a thought in my mind I talk out loud sometimes. So if I catch myself continuously doing that, I'm like, you know what, whatever I'm thinking about, I think it's time to start sharing that. So I need to get it. I just need these other avenues. Sometimes I'm not saying that music doesn't do it for me all the time, but I do so many things you discovered, you know, I'm editing videos and Mm. it's, I can't, on the way home today, I was just like, whatever it is that you do, don't let anyone tell you that you're doing too much. Like if you can do it, do it. Like you're blessed to be able to do it. Some people can't. So I just, if I can just lie, like just explode and pop, like I would, you know, that's how, that's with the energy that you feel in person. Like that's yeah. sometimes what it feels like that I want to do. And sometimes it's contained. And so I just need different things, different ways to channel it. And the podcast gives me a, an ability to do that in a very healthy way. And I have about like 94 episodes um, that you could listen to and they just keep on and just keep on going. And so it's very therapeutic. I'm going to continue to do it. There's no structure. There's no schedule, um, you know, necessarily. So I'm not pressed to 
to do it one way, you know, now I'm sure let's say later in life, you know, more fans, I'm sure people will try to capitalize on it. We'll see where that goes, but I want to be able to, to, to dictate that. You know what I mean? Um, as far as like, when you have major labels, I want to be able to, there's certain things I want for myself. Like I want my art for myself and I want at least my podcast for myself. I understand music will have to go one way or the other as yeah. far as for marketing, but those are the things that I want to be able to keep solely for me. Yeah. Cause at some point you have to say, where am I staying true to myself? You know, exactly. Um, so let me ask you this. If it wasn't music, dancing, art, everything that you do now, what would Tiffany J be doing? That's hard to ask. Cause I was still, I was doing this since birth. <laughs> um, when the way I hear you saying it is if you couldn't do it because yeah. So if I couldn't, these are some random thoughts and dreams an astronaut an architect, um, some sort of a scientist, um, definitely an architect was the first thing, but when I realized you had to go through a lot of math and I think I went to like Mm -hmm. calculus three or something like that, I was just like, okay, I can't. So probably just that, an astronaut and, um, what do I say, architect? Okay. I would like to see what space is like. Okay, okay, okay. And design so, houses, buildings. Gotcha, gotcha. So I know you say you went to college. So did you go to school for music? You know, I tried. So I went to UNC in Greensboro, and I did try to go to the School of Music. They are very... Um, a very classically trained school and my I went to get like a vocal coach for my church and we sang summertime and everything was fine as far as the performance the audition but then they do a separate interview and they just try to see more about you and if the program is a good fit I told them I wanted to be a professional entertainer and I wanted to know my fundamentals as far as with singing they told me that I should go to Fisk University, which is HBCU. And I was like, okay. I was just like, all right. But I want to, you know, so I don't know if that was a color thing or what. I don't know what it was. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, so I was like, well, I'm here now. I'm accepted to this school now. And I just, I just wanted to learn the fundamentals. So that didn't work. I didn't get in um, there. And I basically majored in art. I have a BFA in art design. And that's where you get the photography, the videography, the editing, graphic design, like all of that. And so I didn't let that stop me. I knew that I'm I'm gonna keep saying that I was taught by Whitney and Mariah. You know what I'm saying? And I have great ears. So I know if I sound like them, I'm fine. And so I knew I had that. I felt like like a self-training or a self-taught kind of thing. Now I need to couple that with the visuals. And then now I don't have to necessarily pay somebody to do graphics. You know, I could do my own photography, but you know, it's best you get somebody to do the photography and then I can make up the graphics as far as let's say calling me that you guys have received or work for it. I can put that together and I know the ins and outs of it. So when I establish my creative team, I can say, "Mm, that looks good. I agree with this, or let's fix this, you know, here and there. And that was the reason why I wanted to do that. Everything, like I said, since 16 Everything has been focused around if you have your own company, if you were able to get into this position again, 
every aspect of your life has to pinpoint to that direction so that you can be ready and nobody can tell you no because you have all the skills to do so. So there was, I was going to do music, didn't work. Um, I tried to do dance to get back into that because I actually started um, at the Boys Harbor in New York with modern tap and jazz um, and ballet. So I did those four and I actually performed at the Lincoln Center when I was young. And then we moved down here to North Carolina. There wasn't that many opportunities or they just cost you know too much out the wazoo. So I was reintroduced into dance via the marching band as a dance girl. And that is where you may see some of the styles as far as if I'm moving, that's also ingrained. So as you see, it, it's, you ask me if I wasn't doing these things, what would I do? But I'm constantly, it's like a magnet. It just draws you in. You can't get away from it. You gotcha. know? So, it, so yeah. Let me, all right. So I want to uh, highlight, a, highlight a situation that you went in. Um, if I, if I remember correctly, you opened up for Frankie Beverly and Maze. Yes, that was cool. That was my first, like, this is the big stage. Oh, you always okay. So, <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. I'm sorry, because I, was, I know you're asking something. But yeah, so uh, it was at the Bojangles Coliseum, and I know Tonex was the host. It was about at least like 500 people or so there in the uh, audience, and that was the first time, like the first time you step on a major platform like that with with all of the like the accolades that you're supposed to get, it's just like, it's, it's like nothing else. You know what I mean? And so after that, I was like, yeah, yeah, this is what I, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Now they cut my, there was a bit of drama. They cut my set short um, because I was doing very well. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> so, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, that's happened when you're really good at what you do, sometimes you get slighted and it doesn't make any sense. Um, I had a situation where it was a 2017, I went to the CIAA Sing Out Loud competition. And obviously if I haven't made it, I'm constantly trying to find ways to make it, or at least, you know, mm -hmm. let me enter into this, let me do that. And so I sang Mariah Carey's Hero and I sang Stephanie Mills' Home. And your first song you sing with the track, if you make it, so there's 10 of us, and then they eliminate down to five, and then they eliminate down to three. And then after the three, they pick whoever wins, right? But mm -hmm. at least the last three, they get to win money, all three of them. So um, I got to the second round, and we got to sing with a live band. It was amazing. And of course, there was me and this other guy, doesn't matter what his name is, but I do know who he is. <laughs> and obviously we were the best two. So you would assume that us two would at least move on um, out of the five. What they did was they tied both of us and they bumped me out. Basically, um, they said we had to sing our song from the previous night and then they were going to vote. And then I was eliminated and I was like, that's weird. So then at the end of the evening, I, I, so I didn't get to go to round three. At the end of the evening, I asked the judge, I was like, you know, what happened? I was just wondering, you know, what's your feedback? Let me know if there's anything I can work on. And she was just like, you seem like too big for the stage. She was like, what are you doing here? Like, you need to be somewhere like, you know, like a Broadway or something. And I was just like, so are you telling me that y'all basically kind of kicked me out because I'm not supposed to be here or what? Like, I'm trying to win just like everybody else. Yeah. You know, so it just it was a bummer. 
And um, you go through those moments. Uh, you don't let them get to you, but you take them as like, okay, that is a testament that you are actually as good as you are, but you have to find another avenue. You know what I mean? So yeah. sometimes I did that. I did America's Got Talent. Um, I did Coast to Coast. Um, there's just, sorry, my dog is barking in the background. I apologize, but there's several things that I've done and you just got to figure out what is it that will get you to that next, that next stage, the next level. Okay. okay. I would say the Frankie Beverly and Maze, just to piggyback again, was like, that's why everybody gets the bug. Like, like when you're on a stage, but not that type of stage. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So <clears throat> you said something in, in that story that uh, stood out to me. Um, as an artist myself, uh -huh. um, there's a different presence when you have a band compared yes. to a track. Yes. How, how is that for you? Like, you know, some people don't like bands. Like, I'll be like, why? Like, the, the, the energy level is so high when you have a band because mm -hmm. you feel it more. So for, for you, how is, do you rather, would you rather perform with a band or the track? <laughs> a, I've done both. I've got to, I think they're called the Soulful Sounds in Albany, Georgia. I've got to play with them. But the band, you get to manipulate your show um, unless it's, it's a show that's set with a time. Do you know what I mean? Like you got to yeah. hit your, your points and things like that. But if it's just one of those intimate settings, you can really do what you want to do. You've got all the instrumentation at your disposal and you can, you know, stop and say, you know, keys, go on, do this, drums, da, 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 let's take this break. Ah, then we about to, you know, go out to the audience and let me talk to you for a minute. So it's, it's really exciting because you can really improv and I'm not that good at that, but the more that I do this, the better that I become. And the more that you get to blossom and, and just explore like areas of yourself, areas of the music, areas of the band. You don't have to sing the song the same way. Neil always says like the song is never really complete. Like that's just the studio version. This yeah. could be the live version in Charlotte or this was the live version in Hawaii. You know what I mean? Like there are different versions and that's what people come to see. They want to be in the moment. Did you see her here? Did you see her there? Nah, but did you see her at this location? You know what I mean? But you always got the studio album at least that people are using as a, a standard or a mark. You know, but you have all the tools that you need to perfect the voice. Um, but if you can make that live performance larger than life, you can't always do that with a track. Now, I know they mix the two sometimes, right? Yeah, um, yeah. You know what I mean? But um, when you have a live band, one of my favorite shows to watch is Janet Jackson, the All For You tour in Hawaii, um, watching that on DVD. And she had a live band there. And it's just, I just think it's phenomenal because everybody is involved in the show. It's not just her. It's her dancers, it's the band members, everybody's dressed, everybody's having a good time. Like that is... That's amazing. And then let's say Coachella with Beyonce. She had, I was just about to say that. A, yeah, <laughs> a freaking entire marching band. So 
there's so many things that you can do. The music is not just confined within the voice. The music is the entire experience, you know? And then you can even, when people do their call and responses, like with the audience, um, we be all night. Ah, and then she goes to the audience and then they say, ah, you know, this yeah. it's, it's, it's amazing. And, and you know, it, it's weird because the first time I actually did it with, like performed with a band, I didn't know how it was going how it's gonna play out but a lot of people like you should have your own band because you have a whole different presence when you come onto the stage because you're you're in control of what you want to do and I guess because me being in a band like I was in I was in orchestra band in high school okay yeah so um I was on percussions so you know um me having that background and then uh, me having the sense of direction, being a choir director in high school as well. So I was like, okay, here, boom. Right. You know, so, it, you These know. These are your hits. These are your breaks. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> so, you know, going into my album, I was like, you know what? I want to do half studio and half live. And that's yes. what I did. I took my whole band, went to the studio, and that that energy just let me close my door my uncle just came in hold on a second i'm so okay i apologize i'm back he's gonna be oh no and everything (laughs) uh no like that energy just recording live is is wonderful like you know yeah like and the thing is if you mess up Nobody knows. Yeah, exactly. Well, the audience doesn't know. You know what I mean? And you can always recover. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, you know, um, like I said, uh, there's a lot of artists that don't like doing bands. And I don't understand why, because it's wonderful. I think um, the improvisation is lost in today's time. And there's a, there's a, I would say maybe like a culture shift. Um, you got some lip syncing going on. You have mm-hmm. the essence of what you're actually, what it takes to be a performer is lost. And I think people, because we have our phones and they think, oh, I can just do a real, really quick and just kind of sing along with the song. Like that's all that it takes. But Neil would always say um, running is a great exercise to do because doing like, let's say like a three to four minute song is like running a 40 yard dash right? Because if you do it hard the whole way as you should, and you should pace yourself, that's what it's going to feel like. Now imagine, so that's only one song. So let's say most people, when they break out with their debut, they're opening that one song for, let's say, BET, VMAs, or whatever, right? But now if it's your concert, that's an hour and a half, two hours. Mm -hmm. Now you're not singing the whole time because you got breaks and costume changes and whatnot and people opening for you. But can you imagine, can you do that? And this is let's say a two month, three month kind of tour or whatever, back to back to back. That as a performer, you're an athlete, you know? Yeah. And I don't think people think like that. It's all about, oh, money, cars, you know, what I can get. But, you know, if you take care of your body the way that you're supposed to, you can have the longevity of the Frankie Beverly and Mays, the... Um, do you remember the 20 pumps? Um, Earth, wind, and fire. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was all, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause somebody was just talking about them touring and how it costs a lot of money. So, you know, you can have, 
you can have the longevity of them. And, and I don't know if we think long-term anymore, um, Mm -mm. your money's going to come from your concerts. Now I know things are different and they're weird right now, as far as the state of the world, but it's when, when our, when our great leaders die, you know, like your princes, your Michaels, your Bob Saget's, your Maya Angelou's, your, you know what I'm saying? Your Cicely Tyson's like when these people pass away, you don't have access to them anymore. You only have access to what you can see like online. So it's precious to be able to get out and get in front of people. Hence going back to all of these, this is your podcast, this is your art. So I think after, after a certain time, I would say as of recent, I've been saying to myself, stop being afraid to put yourself out there because if I was taken away tonight, tomorrow, whatever, now all that you guys have is whatever you have, you know? So why don't I just put out as much of me as I can and just do it in love and enjoy until I die? Gotcha, gotcha. And you know, um, like you said, it, it it's a I didn't realize going into the industry, like you said, it you have to make sure your your body's taken care of and you know you're you're getting your cardio in because like you said, you got a three minute, four minute song, like you said, it's like a 40, mm-hmm. 40 yard dash. And like when I did my like before I did my concert in 2014. I was just, you know, doing, you know, like one or two songs for different programs. Cool. I was right, good. Right. Doing a concert. Oh, yo, like that's a whole different ball game. And, you know, I was like, OK, um, I had my management team um, mm-hmm. and I was like, they're like, OK, you got to work out. I was like, oh, well, yeah. Exactly. Part of it. So, you know, um, I always like. I brought this up earlier, making a band. I always, I was a big fan of making man. I don't, I don't know why I was like, just to see the. It's fascinating to watch them. Yes, you know, you know and I was like, okay, they're working out. I guess so. I think could work out too. If Diggy got them working out, walking all the way to Brooklyn for some cheesecake, then I guess I need to walk too somewhere. So yeah, I was just like, okay, let me let me start preparing my body for everything that's about to happen and you know it like i said um i tell artists that are coming up i said if you're not taking care of your body you're not gonna last too long not gonna make it and you know um i've i've helped artists here and they're like well i don't want to give this up well well, i don't know what to tell you like i could try to help you as much as i can but until Mm -hmm. you want it for yourself you're not gonna get it yeah so, I agree. Um, you know, now like I'm starting to get back into my workouts surely because I'm I'm getting back into my music now. So it's it's just like okay, I gotta get my body right and whatnot. Um, so what's next for Tiffany J? What I want to do is come up with a video for calling me. Um, I have another song that's just been waiting, just sitting, waiting. Um, I have a featured rapper, um, a good friend of mine, and the song is called First Time. And so I want to put that out. My goal is I want to put them out at the same time, meaning 
release both videos and then drop the new single but you'll have like oh my gosh she came with this she came with that like oh you know so you have excellent content um that's the goal i'm trying to acquire a gimbal i have somebody who has a gimbal so i could like use theirs but just finding the right person to shoot it and then also coming up with a concept and then the like the new single i was saying called first time i want that to be a dance um like a dance record so I got to come up with some choreography you see me dancing and everything online and stuff like that so I'm just trying to get ready get my mind right uh what else is next I believe we're going to be going to South by Southwest we may not be on the main stages at the festival but we will be in the building and we will be on somebody's stage oh yeah yeah. So, we'll be on somebody's stage. <laughs> yeah we'll be on somebody's stage so it is as always it's great to network. Uh, I would definitely say that the fleet DJs out of everything that I've like been a part of, you guys are one of the most welcoming groups of people that I've come across. Um, Well-organized, positive, you know what I mean? Sometimes, you know, you go places and you can just feel it in the air. Like, ain't nobody really trying to talk to you. Ain't nobody really trying to embrace you. Ain't nobody really trying to let you know what you're supposed to be doing, you know, but you guys aren't like that. And so when you connect with anybody, they're always taking you under their wing and saying, okay, you know, you should work on this. You should work on that. And everybody's uplifting. Nobody's really trying to like say you suck you know what I'm saying it's it's not that type of environment and so I really appreciate the positive reinforcement so I want to um, release more music in the new year I want to um, go to South by Southwest I want to link up with more DJs be on more of their platforms their shows have more standalone standalone uh, radio airplay um, build the brand expand the fans and be the best Tiffany and the best Tiffany J that I can be so that I can be an inspiration to others for whoever else is out there that needs it. Okay. Okay. Um, let me go back to the single first time. First time. We don't know. Nobody. Okay. So. Um, let's because I, I'm, I'm thinking of, I've heard so many songs called First Time. So it's like different concepts. What's the concept behind yours? Because you say it's going right. to be a dance track. So what's it's, your um, It's basically, it's like, love me like it's your first time. And it's just a really nice, happy, like one of those spring, summer songs um, I could see it in like you fresh going, get ready to go to school type of thing. And that's the song that, you know, the song of the new year type. So um, it's just describing, um, hey, come over, baby, let me do some things. I know you need the skating boy. Oh, I'm in love with you all day by my side. You got my heart out. Just you just meeting somebody for the first time. And it's just like, oh, love me like it's your first time. I don't care if I'm your 10th girlfriend or whatever. I want you to make me feel like I'm the very first person that you ever met. Like that, that's what it's about. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Nice, wholesome, cute, you know, some cute love. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And you know, I was actually gonna ask you to hit a note for us, but you already did that. So thank you. Yeah. But um uh I, I wanna go back real quick before we end this. 
Um, it was a very funny moment that we had at uh, Texas Fleet Week. Where was it? At the Daiquiri shop. So, I don't know if you remember. I don't know either. All right, so we were talking. I, I came over there. I started talking to y'all. And then I went back over to the front table. I started talking to my mom, who was working at the front door. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened. Like, I started talking about you. And I was like, yeah, I didn't get to meet her, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know if you knew I was talking about you, but from wherever you were at, you like popped up. I was like, did you read lips? Oh, I just happened to come and show up. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't like um you reading my lips and say my name, saying your name. I was like, okay. Say my name, like, say my... No, I didn't know. <laughs> I just I don't it was so much going on. I was just having a great time just to be present and I don't know. I saw you know. I was like, well, let me just come up and see and say hey. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, okay. I was like, all righty then. Well, hey, she's she's right here. Uh, my mom was like, oh, this is Tiffany. I was like, yeah, this is Tiffany right here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but like I said, it, it's always been a pleasure, you know, just sitting here talking to you this evening. But you know, our off offline yeah conversations. yeah like you know it's like i said we're not normal so we'll be up like yeah, i'm gonna be up tonight yeah me too uh so <laughs> i got a, i got another interview at nine okay. so yeah it, yeah it's it's gonna it be doesn't fun. stop yeah it don't you know uh and i and think it don't stop and, and i think for people like us i don't know if we want it to stop though no, because so let me tell you, um, and I'll try to make it quick. Mind you, I have been up for a long time, then I went to work and I was like, Y'all, I'm tired, I don't know, I'm gonna make it. Oh, yeah, and then, right, <laughs> and then now that I'm getting ready to get off, I'm like, Oh, I'm about to be off, ah, you know. So it's, I don't know, it's weird, I can't explain it. Um, what I will say for me is, I am an introvert. And I get my energy from within. So when you ask me, what am I doing when I'm not doing music? I'm dipped off somewhere trying to recharge so that I can give you the energy. Like it, there's, like I said, there's so much and it comes from within, but it doesn't come from outside. And so when I'm giving it to you, I'm giving you like the essence of me, but I got to go sit down somewhere and recharge. So, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I think. A lot of artists are introverts in their own way. Yeah. Because I know I am. Uh, so, um, like I said, you know, it's been a pleasure sitting down talking to you. Um, and for our listeners, she was our August, our first August of the week on Hicks Cartel Radio. And, and her both her singles, uh, Calling call You. Calling Me. Calling me. Work for it. Yeah. So uh are both in rotation on on here right now. So um y'all can catch her out on the station. And like I said, we we thank you for sitting down with us and uh hope to see what you got coming in the future. And yeah. Remember, follow me at Miss Tiffany J. That's M-S-T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-J-A-Y-E. Miss Tiffany J. All right, all right. And this will conclude our lovely call with Miss Tiffany J. And I hope y'all enjoyed it. Got to hear the little backstories and the ins and outs of the industry. The uh, coming from her, 
perspective. So, uh, like I said, we thank y'all. And until next time, we are out. Peace. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Wait, hold on. She didn't say it stopped, so. <laughs> hey, I don't think it stopped. Wait, hold on. There you go. It's still doing it, but she's going to say recording has ended.